Lecture topic, Protection from, Divine Punishment. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن أعبد الناس أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسسبتوا أنا مايكرام فردزين الرز ناو دسي شيكين what a kind of shake that might have been so allah taala created the mountains and pegged the earth down with the mountains In the quran sharif also allah mentions this jalna fiha rawasiya antamida bikum allah taala created the mountains and pegged the earth with it that the earth can no more now shake It was in a constant motion. So now when these huge mountains were created and these huge mountains were with the hukam of Allah Ta'ala placed on the earth and picked it down, the malaika were astounded by this. So the malaika asked Allah Ta'ala that is there anything in your creation more powerful than the mountain as well? So Allah Ta'ala replied, Naam, yes. is a creation more powerful than the mountain as well and that is al hadid iron i have created iron iron is more powerful than the mountain so even in those days also people used to carve their homes out of mountains in some places so this was by the help of iron so as powerful as a mountain is but that iron would finally break through and with the help of that iron a person would bring that mountain to the ground as well so the iron is more powerful than the mountain so the malaika asked for the anything more powerful than iron as well that you have created so latara said yes annar i've created fire fire is more powerful than iron as strong as that iron can be whatever grade of iron it might be but eventually if it's put into fire then that fire will melt it so that iron might be very very strong but the fire will melt it so allah taala you've created fire which will melt iron is there anything more powerful than fire as well so allah taala said yes is water created water that fire no matter how big a fire might be but if there is a sufficient water thrown over that fire it will douse it blue etios gp please remove the vehicle it's blocking blue etios gp the gp number plate so no matter how much that fire might have this intensity in it or whatever else but eventually the water will douse the fire 
Allah, you've created anything more powerful than water as well. So Allah Ta'ala replied, yes, wind. That no matter how much that mass of water can be, but give it sufficient time and a strong wind will blow all the water away. So, that water evaporates by the blowing of wind as well. So that water too can get blown away. Allah, you've created anything more powerful than wind also. So Allah Ta'ala replied that more powerful than wind is the mu'min who gives sadaqah in such a manner that his right hand doesn't know what his left hand has given. Now what is the link? The muhaddisin have now explained that where is the link now to this particular aspect that more powerful than wind is the sadaqah of this mu'min. So to understand this, the various nations of the past that who defied the Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, rejected the dawah that they gave and continued in that heedless and reckless manner and eventually the punishments and azab of Allah ta'ala came. So on somebody was some azab, somebody was drowned, some nation was drowned and some nation was a shriek that was let out by an angel that caused their hearts to burst and there were those that were brought down by wind. Allah Ta'ala sent down severe winds upon them and left them all dead like long palms, huge people but they were like long palms just lying flat on the floor. So that wind also came as an azab. Now that wind has this power that Allah Ta'ala's azab can sometimes come in this form. But more powerful than that wind that comes as an azab is the sincere sadaqah of a mu'min. Because it's stated in the Hadith Sharif, Sadaqatu sir tutfi'u ghadabar rab. That the secret sadaqah, it extinguishes the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. So the wrath of Allah Ta'ala can come in the form of this very severe wind also. But this mu'min sadaqah is more powerful than that azab as well. Because in the face of the azab of Allah Ta'ala, no other might can come in. There's nothing. Nothing can come in front of it. But Allah Ta'ala has made the sadaqah of the mu'min such that this can extinguish that azab. Now this is something for us to bear in mind all the time. Especially in the times that we are living in, the halat that we are facing, from time to time, we are experiencing things at an intensity and at a frequency that was not witnessed by us before. In many other parts of the world, we from time to time heard about this happened here, that happened there, and it seemed very, very far away from us. And something that, well, maybe this happens, maybe it happens. But Allah Ta'ala has made us witness it also. Allah Ta'ala protect us from all these halal and protect everybody. But the point and the lesson for us is that this is not just something to take as an occurrence. Something happened now, another one more time something happened. It happened, then it happened again, it happened one more time. So now it just becomes like a news item and somebody got 
affected by it in some way, so now he just has to carry on sorting himself out and life carries on. Oh, this is Ibrad. This is a lesson. We have to take this lesson very deeply. This lesson has to become a means of transforming our hearts, transforming our lives. We have to come back to Allah Ta'ala. And among the things that this should now spur us on towards is increasing our a'mal. Increasing our a'mal, one is a'mal which there is no compromise on. There is no, no question about increasing those a'mal that is fixed. Has to happen. The farais, the wajibat, one can't read two farz of zuhar in a day. There is only one farz of zuhar in the day. For the day there is only five salah that are farz. So there is no question of increasing that and neither decreasing it. That has to be completed. But together with that, and the wajibat and sunnat muakkada, these halat should now move us to increase our amal in terms of nawafil as well. Salatul Tawbah daily. And in that Salatul Haja as well, asking Allah Ta'ala, presenting our needs to Him, and begging Allah Ta'ala's help, Allah Ta'ala's protection. Together with this, Excessive istighfar, abundant istighfar. So the a'mal, one is the faraiz, wajibat, sunnat muakkada, that cannot be compromised. Compromising this is inviting wrong. And that is the tragedy. That the month of Ramadan came and went, and in the midst of all these halas, and the month of Ramadan went, again the masajid are empty. Illa mashallah. Again that what was witnessed in Ramadan in terms of the masjid being much more occupied, full, many, many more musallis, now suddenly it's back to what it was prior to Ramadan. So one is the Ramadan that it was supposed to give us that boost, and then on top of that, the halat that we witnessed, the difficulties that people saw and faced firsthand, and all that hasn't moved us to now bring salah into our lives in a way that it should be. This is a very dangerous situation. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So it should have spurred us, let alone the faraiz, there is no compromise on that. And that too, would jama'ah in the house of Allah Ta'ala, in the masjid. But together with this, we should have been making nawafil. Together with this, we should have been increasing our istighfar now. Because this istighfar becomes a means of protection. Excessive, abundant istighfar. This should have become a means of a very, very great amal, the very great amal of taqwa, which makes a person abstain from sin, and all these difficulties and calamities and hardships, these are drawn down by the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. When the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala becomes the order of the day, all different forms and what not goes on, Allah Ta'ala protect us. This has been spelt out long ago. That this is what brings down the calamities, the hardships. So this should make us increase our amal, increase our taqwa, increase our istighfar, increase the recitation of Duru Sharif upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as this excessive recitation of Duru Sharif draws down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. So this Hadith Sharif also highlights one other very important amal, which should always be there, but especially in these halad, like we should be increasing our nawafil, increasing istighfar, etc. This lesson that came in this hadith sharif 
about sadaqah. That all these are the powerful creation of Allah Ta'ala, one more powerful than the other. The mountain, then there's something more powerful than the mountain, which is iron, and then fire on top of that. And then more powerful than fire is water, and more powerful than water than wind. Then Nabi Salaam says, the sadaqah of a mu'min. How is that more powerful? That is more powerful that it can come and stop the azab of Allah Ta'ala. So this should be also come a part of a mu'min's life. It should always be there. But even more so when we are now faced with these kind of situations. Often when these kind of situations come, which brought, brings about sometimes some losses, some monetary loss, loss in life, various other difficulties and hardships. A person now sometimes starts cutting down entirely on sadaqah. Yes, once upon a time he was managing to give much more. He perhaps doesn't have that capacity anymore. But sadaqah should never stop. Once upon a time a person could give a thousand rands a day. And now he can give ten cents a day. He should give ten cents a day. But that sadaqah should not stop. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, it's not just the quantity... It's what sincerity that amal was done with. Then together with that, the quantity, alhamdulillah, the more the better. But the primary thing is, if something small also with sincerity, the time of Rasulullah Nabi asked the Sahaba to contribute for the expedition of Tabuk, and somebody brought something, and somebody brought something, somebody had nothing to bring but some dates, and he brought those dates and he kept it on top of the pile of things that everybody had brought. Now a few dates to go out in jihad and a very long expedition and so many things that they have to prepare for. Now what are these dates going to be helping in all this one handful of dates? But Nabi Stassan said, perhaps this might become the means of acceptance of everything. الَّذِينَ يَلْبِزُونَ الْمُطَّوِّعِينَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الصَّدَقَاتِ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ إِلَّا جُهُدَهُمْ فَيَسْخَرُونَ مِنْهُمْ سَخِرَ اللَّهُمْ The Munafiqeen started mocking this. Allah Ta'ala is in need of this. What need Allah has of this? He started mocking them. Allah Ta'ala said, don't mock this. سَخِرَ اللَّهُمْ مِنْهُمْ So in any case, the lesson just was as a just point before we get to the discussion that in these halat Excessive istighfar, toba obviously, toba from all sins and vices, and this should be a constant, ongoing reminder to ourselves, to our families. These are not just things to see as some occurrence, something happened, it was very, very stormy, and some rain came, something got damaged, some people suffered some losses, and then life just carries on. This is a, an ibrat, something for us to open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, take a lesson and change our direction in life. Get in the direction that Allah Ta'ala wants us to be in. So, among the amal, various things that we discussed, sadaqah. And to try to continue with this on a daily basis. Even if it is a small amount. Even a small amount, even if it's a ran or two, but on a daily basis, without fail. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. That we bring this very, very firmly within us that inshallah daily some sadaqa and encourage others, encourage our families, encourage everybody. That this sadaqa must be and in this particular hadith sharif, sadaqatu sir, 
scratched out from the list of ikhlas and gets included in the list of riyah. It was done well, it was done sincerely, but now he decided to start advertising it in, for the sake of getting that prominence, for the sake of getting that acknowledgement, some praise. Somebody else was now, no, mashallah, what he did, that now got cancelled from ikhlas and brought into riyah. Allah Ta'ala save us. Any case, to move on, among the many, many du'as that Rasulullah made, one du'a which is reported in the Hadith Sharif, that hardly ever Nabi Salaam would wake up from a gathering without having recited this du'a. So this highlights how important this is, how comprehensive it would be. Nabi Salaam himself was, had the mu'jiza of Jawami'ul Kalim, in few words, it encompassed the ocean. And now something that's done so frequently, this will encompass everything. Like many other du'as as well. So in this particular du'a, there's one particular portion that is the purpose of, or the intended portion that we wish to discuss. But just to briefly, just discuss the aspects before it as well. Nabi Salaam's dua was, Allahumma qsim lana min khashyatika ma ta'hulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asik. Allah, give us such a portion of your fear, min khashyatik. Such a portion of your fear, which becomes a barrier between us and sin. That fear, fear of Allah Ta'ala, the fear here refers to that fear which is out of awe. That deep respect. When somebody has for someone, has a very high level of respect, it creates a kind of fear also. Fear that I mustn't do something that is going to become disrespectful. I mustn't do something that might displease the person. Allah Ta'ala's azmat is beyond anything that we can imagine. Allah Ta'ala's azmat is infinite. So as a result, that khashiyat should be also very great. That is the fear out of the azmat of Allah Taala, So, Ya Allah, you grant us that extent of your fear that becomes a barrier between us and sin. We need this barrier. If this barrier is missing, then what's going to stop a person? What's going to hold him back? Because nafs and shaitan are pushing at full, with full force. And now there's no barrier, what's going to stop him? And he goes headlong into anything. So now to ask Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Ishtasam was masoom, sinless. He's giving us this lesson. But ask Allah Ta'ala's help. 
Allah, you grant me that extent of your khashiyat. We've asked many, many things and daily we ask. Allah, when is the next customer going to come? Allah, send the next customer. Allah, all these people are going in my rival shop. Send some over here. So to ask for halal risk also, by all means, we ask Allah Ta'ala. And we ask for all the other ni'mas of dunya also, no problem. Halal ni'mas of dunya, that we ask Allah Ta'ala. But more important than that, is to ask for these things. So that too we ask by all means. But to ask Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, grant me this, this barrier. Sinnana min khashyatik ma tahulu bihi baynana wa bayna ma'asik. Allah grant me that extent of your obedience that it takes me to Jannah. So the Amal is the vehicle. Allah alone out of His Fazal will grant the Jannah. But Allah has made that Amal the vehicle. So the person who holds on to those Amal and the Amal in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. The Amals are of two, two categories. Those Amal, the do's. And likewise, the don'ts. The person is fulfilling the do's and staying away out of the don'ts. This is ta'at. Ta'at comprises of both these aspects. Obedience comprises of both these aspects. Obedience is not confined to the do's. And then the don'ts, the person does what he wants. No. Both aspects. He's abiding by the do's and refraining from the don'ts. That is ta'at. Allah grant me that extent of ta'at that takes me to Jannah. And then وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ الدُّنْيَا Allah grant me that extent of yaqeen, conviction. Iman, we speak about, often these words are used jointly, iman and yaqeen. Sometimes here the ilan being made, talk of on iman and yaqeen will take place. What is iman and what is yaqeen? Yaqeen is the highest level of Iman. When that Iman keeps rising to the point of total conviction where there isn't an iota of doubt, where it has permeated the heart to the point that this won't change now. That Iman, when it has raised to that level, becomes Yaqeen. Just as insan, on the basis of Yaqeen in his mind, of things of dunya, he behaves in a certain manner. So Allah has created it like that. So he has that yaqeen. He has that yaqeen that fire burns. So now because of that yaqeen, he never deliberately puts his hand in fire. By mistake, he gets burned sometimes. But that yaqeen of fire, person, if somebody is dragging him, you just put your hand in there, but after you keep it there for five minutes, one million rand is yours, one billion rand is yours. You say, whatever it is, I cannot do this. Why? Because of yaqeen. He doesn't take a chance. He knows what a wire is, that electric current is running through it, and it's now just lying there, naked wire, and he knows this is plugged into the socket, the power is on, and what voltage is running through this. So he knows about it. He doesn't touch it doesn't deliberately touch it, because he knows what will happen. What might be the outcome of it? Somebody by mistake, he was somewhere on overhanging wire, and by mistake just, just touched it with his hand. Just in a slight flick, it flung him from that second story, and threw him on the ground. And he was like, it, 
people around him, he survived it. Those who came to know, who know about this better, they said this was a miracle he survived. It was an overhead, that cable that's running overhead, the current is so strong in there, it would have fried him alive. Now he knows about it, so he doesn't deliberately touch it. So why, why he doesn't deliberately touch it? That's a yaqeen. Now just as there's that yaqeen about these things that we see, we know about in dunya, when iman reaches that level in terms of the akhirat as well, when iman reaches that level in terms of all the ghaib that Allah Ta'ala has given and mentioned in the Quran Sharif, Nabi Islam has mentioned, then the person's entire life becomes different. Then his eyes become different. His ears become different. His tongue and how he speaks become different. Because he has yaqeen in the promises of Allah Ta'ala and in the warnings of Allah Ta'ala. It's no more just some concept, some abstract concept in his mind. This is a reality now. So he's asking Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, grant me that yaqeen. And when that yaqeen comes in, then among the things that happen as a result of this yaqeen, Ya Allah, grant me that level of yaqeen, مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ الدُّنْيَا that all the calamities of dunya become very light on me. Because when that yaqeen has developed in the heart, insan is insan, but the bigger part of insan that pains is the heart. More than anything else, the pain is in the heart. Now that is something that he can do something about. He got injured. That injury is there, that's now beyond him. He got hurt got burned, that's there now, that's insan, that's human nature, that's going to hurt him, that's going to pain, there's going to be all kinds of things, but it depends now what's in the heart, that is going to determine how much he, more he feels it. Allah Ta'ala uh, grant a better replacement to all who had suffered any losses du- during these recent incidents that took place, the floods and whatever, Prior to that, the looting, and so many things have happened. Allah Ta'ala protect one and all. Things have happened in our country, happened around us, happened far away from us, so many places. Allah Ta'ala grant a better replacement, grant the best rewards of the sabr that people made. Allah Ta'ala protect from all these calamities in future. But just to understand this aspect about what's in the heart, how it will determine what a person feels. Somebody suffered a very, very major loss. Very major loss running into the six numbers and more. And so somebody asked him, what happened? I mean, how, how serious was it? So he said, whatever it was, but Alhamdulillah, prior to this happening, we earned so much, Allah Ta'ala gave it to us before it came. Before the loss came to us, Allah Ta'ala gave us the replacement in advance. And that person, he's also insan, He's also feeling something, but what he's feeling has been minimized to such an extent that he's fine now. He's there, there's something in the heart, insan is insan. But if he looked at it in only the terms of what went, it could have been possible that he'll lose his mind. Mashallah, he's, he's consoling the person who's trying to console him. Now this, what is in the heart, will determine how much a person feels the pain. Allah, you grant me such yaqeen in the heart that makes all this very light. Insan is insan, he feels what he feels. But it depends what's in the heart, how much he'll feel it. If that yaqeen is very strong, 
then that too will become a means of consolation for him that whatever Allah has taken is Allah's. Ruba bin Zubair radiallahu ta'ala he Ruba bin Zubair rahimahullah he was very sick and that to amputate his leg his foot so he got amputated just at that time one of his sons passed away too now at night now his one son passed away his foot got amputated and he's making dua to Allah ta'ala in the dead of the night Ya Allah if four of these main limbs Two hands and two feet. Yalla, you've kept three for me. You've taken one only. You've left three for me. If you've taken more, what could I have done? It's all yours. But the focus of the mind. Yalla, you left three for me. Yalla, I had seven sons. You've taken one. You kept six for me. So the focus of the mind. What's in the heart? How that comes out? So, min al-yaqini ma tuhawwinu bihi alina masaib dunya when that yaqeen is that everything is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Not just as an abstract concept, but as a reality in the heart. All this happens with the will of Allah alone. So now what I have to do, I have to turn to Allah Ta'ala. And in all this is Allah's hikmat. In all this is the hikmat of Allah Ta'ala, which our very limited understanding and intelligence cannot fathom it. And we should not try to fathom it. Our job is to submit to Allah Ta'ala's command. Whatever Allah's will, we submit to it wholeheartedly, without any reservation. So, min al-yaqeeni ma tuhawwinu bihi alina masaib al-dunya. Allahumma matti'ina bi asma'ina wa absarina wa quwatina ma ahyaytana. The crux of this is, Ya Allah, grant us the benefit of our sight, our, our hearing, our sight, our heart, our understanding. Till the time we are alive, till our last breath, Al-Hulwaritha Minna is the emphasis of the same thing. Allah, till our last moment, enable us to benefit from all this. Why? Insan is insan. He lives his life with the aid of these things. But it is that and beyond that. That with these eyes and with these ears, and with the faculty of thinking, a person gains the marifat of Allah Ta'ala. These are the tools and the aid that help him to reach that point of gaining marifat. The ayat of Allah Ta'ala that were revealed in the Quran Sharif, now those ayat are recited and he hears it and he ponders over it by means of his hearing which helps him now to absorb this. And now that heart takes it in and this brings and opens out the horizon of marifat in front of him. And the signs that Allah Ta'ala makes apparent around him. <coughs> One of the signs of the ayat, <coughs> the ayat of the Quran Sharif, by hearing, because this was revealed, and this was then recited, and he hears this. Well, we look at it also, but primarily it was heard. When the ayat were revealed, they were recited by Rasulullah And the Sahaba heard it. The first way that the wahi was taken by hearing, then it was preserved in the manner of writing it as well. So that is one part of it, the hearing. And then all these signs Allah has put around us. One are the daily signs, the rising of the sun, the setting of the sun, the shining of the moon, and the rain that comes, the vegetation that grows out of the earth, 
this entire sky that Allah has kept aloft, بِغَيْرِ عَمَدٍ تَرَوْنَهَا Allah Ta'ala Himself describes in the Qur'an Sharif, you see this aloft without any pillars, have you pondered over it? We sometimes have stood at the, in front of the ocean, we've pondered over this mass of water Allah has created, that the bulk of the earth is this mass of water, and how deep it is, and what makhluqat and creation Allah has created in it, and one one huge makhluk in there will eat up more than a whole community can hold of Durban can eat. Allah Ta'ala's creation. Now by seeing this, it's meant to bring the marifat of Allah Ta'ala. This is that big lesson in this. Not just in order to see how much now that too will happen. Person now he saw okay how much he earned, count it now also. No problem, he can count it. Because he knows now what, what he has to pay, how much he has to do. But that is not the purpose of life. That is part of the necessity of life. So he will use his eyes to earn a halal living. He has to earn a halal living. That too he has the correct intention in it. He goes about it in the right way. That too he will get rewarded for. But that is not the object of life. The object of life is وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ to gain the ma'rifat of Allah Taala, to gain the recognition of Allah Taala. So to ask Allah Taala, Ya Allah, help me, grant me the benefit of these limbs and organs, so that I may use it to gain greater ma'rifat. Now, if that becomes the focus, that with my eyes too I have to gain more ma'rifat of Allah Taala, with my ears also I have to gain more ma'rifat of Allah Taala. Will those eyes now be used in haram? Will those ears be here? used to listen to haram. When he has already, this is a tool to use for a specific thing, he's going to earn so much. This particular machine can earn so much now if it's used correctly. So now he's max- manufacturing whatever it is because now this is minting something. Whatever it is, he's minting something, he's really making money out of it. Now he never allows anybody to misuse that machine for something else. Because just now he'll jam something up, it'll get jammed up, this whole production will stop. Somebody wanted to grind something, so somebody had one, whatever he was grinding, manufacturing or grinding spices, whatever. So he wanted to grind something, the khajur seed. So he wanted the powder of it, so a friend of his. So he told him, now you grinding spice and all that, you have this machinery, please grind these seeds, whatever particular khajur seed it was. But, but that seed is so tough, that just ordinary machinery can't grind it. Now you know, they didn't know the reality of this. So he gave a whole amount of seeds that he had collected over time. So he please powder this for me. So he gave it to him. So he came back and told him, forget your powder, you even broke my machine. <laughs> the powder didn't come to, and the machine is no more also. Now, had he known about it beforehand, what is the risk to his machine? Would he have ever taken it? So sorry, this machine can't handle this. Now you jam the whole machine up. So now he needs to preserve that machine because it has to continue with the production. Otherwise his whole production stops. This machine Allah gave us for the production of bringing marifat in our hearts. Now he's jamming it up with haram, he's looking at filth, casting evil glances around, listening to music. This was meant to listen to the ayat, which will then seep down into the heart and link the heart to Allah wa ta'ala. Now he's jamming this entire limb with the filth and evil. 
And then that heart itself was supposed to be filled with Allah's muhabbat. That heart was supposed to be filled with Allah's marifat. Now that heart is getting jammed with all the muck and filth. Now, in the time of the storms, that people suddenly now, dirt got stuck into the drains. Uh, dirt got stuck in the drain, so now it got jammed up. It got jammed up, the water couldn't get anywhere. Suddenly levels started rising, it flooded everything. What flooded everything in reality? The water flooded it, but what became the means of this? The muck that jammed the drains. The muck and filth that jammed the drain became the means and the catalyst for the flooding. Wherever muck and filth comes, it causes a jam and then causes a disaster. So now that muck and filth that is being filled in the heart, deliberately engaging the heart in dirt and filth and evil thoughts and harboring all kinds of evil things in the heart, jealousy, malice, pride, arrogance, love of the ego, all the other maladies of the heart, all jamming it up. Now, how is that the good that is there is also getting destroyed? And that production can't happen now. That marifat, where is going to come from? That heart was meant to now pro- produce this, to bring about that marifat, meaning encompass it, understand, think, ponder, reflect. But I got jammed up with all this. So now to make this dua with this consciousness, Ya Allah, I need these limbs to be my aid in gaining your marifat. All my faculties and strength, everything about it, Ya Allah, all this must become a means of gaining your marifat. So I will use it for whatever my needs are as well, for whatever permissible work is there, whatever my earning of my livelihood is involved, to take care of my family, I'll use this for all that as well, in a way that Allah is pleased. But it doesn't stop there. That is only the first step. It goes way beyond that, and it goes to the peak of marifat. وَجْعَلْ ثَأْرَنَا عَلَى مَنْ ظَلَمَنَا وَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى مَنْ عَادَانَا The crux of this is, Ya Allah, you save us from zulm of people. You give us that upper hand so that we don't become mazloom. That too is something to ask. Allah Ta'ala saves us from zulm. To get protected from zulm is also to be asked from Allah Ta'ala. Then to go further on, وَجْعَلْ ثَأْرَنَا عَلَى مَنْ ظَلَمَنَا وَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى مَنْ عَادَانَا وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مُسِيبَتَنَا فِي دِينِنَا This is the extremely important part. Everything is very important obviously. This is a very crucial thing from, in terms of what our deficiency is. All these things we understand, mashallah, to some point. But this is something sometimes we don't understand at all. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مُسِيبَتَنَا فِي دِينِنَا Allah, don't let the calamity befall us in our deen. Allah, don't allow our deen to become afflicted by any calamity. Our deen becoming afflicted by calamity, one is in an external manner. For example, the enemies of Islam now causing harm to the Muslims, causing harm to Islam and the Muslims, that too obviously is included in this. Allah, don't allow such a calamity to come on our deen, that others get an upper hand on the Muslims, they start harming Islam and the Muslims. But further than that, and together with that, Ya Allah, don't let my deen be affected by nafs, by shaitan, by the fitnas around. 
Because that calamity is far greater than any other calamity. One calamity is poverty. That a person didn't even have anything to eat. That's a calamity. It's a musibat. And we should ask Allah Ta'ala's protection from that as well. And a greater calamity than that is, one is calamity that there was nothing to eat. A far greater calamity was that haram was eaten. Many a person now just earned without any care and he's cutting corners, indulging in incest, in some bribery and corruption, in anything, whatever comes, let it come. However it comes, let it come. Doesn't matter. Nowadays everybody is doing everything. So now to earn it in a way that's lying and cheating and deceiving and vulgarity and obscenity and committing zulm, trampling people's rights, usurping people's wealth, whatever it is, let it happen. So one calamity was somebody didn't have anything to eat, he was starving. That's a calamity. If that calamity on a scale of 1 to 100 is 1 out of 100, eating haram is 100 out of 100. If this calamity is 1 out of 100, that calamity is 100 out of 100. But that's the calamity. The calamity upon the calamity is that that is not even regarded as a problem. That is a disaster upon a disaster. One calamity is a person lost his sight. It's a calamity. It's a problem. A person lost his sight. It's a calamity. And even greater than that calamity is a person has his sight and he's using it in haram. person lost his speech, can't speak anymore, became mute. What a major thing it is. It's a calamity. Allah Ta'ala protect us from it. And a greater calamity than that is, that that tongue which is able to use to speak, is now using it to speak vulgarities, obscenities. He's using it to lie, to say things that are hurtful and demeaning. That's a bigger calamity. So, calamity of dunya, material calamity, that's also a problem, that's also a calamity. Allah Ta'ala protect us from all this. But even more severe than that is a calamity that befalls a person in his deen, in the sense that he got caught up in the traps of nafs and shaitan, which caused a deficiency in his iman, which caused a loss, a harm to his iman, to his yaqeen, to his taqwa, to his amal. That now the person now, this is such a calamity that he woke up in the morning and he woke up way after sunrise and he woke up and just went on to have the ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala Allah provided and it didn't even cross his mind that I didn't even first make shukr of Allah Ta'ala, the farz shukr, compulsory shukr that bow my head in the fajr salah in front of Allah Ta'ala. And he went about the day like nothing happened. That fajr became qaza, we'll see he didn't cross his mind to anything happen. It can happen sometimes without any deliberate wrongdoing, something totally beyond his control, but then too it was hurting. Then too there must be a pain. And now when there's no care of anything and just deliberately missing, now this is gone on a... Now that is a, a calamity that can't be imagined. So now, Ya Allah, you save us. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مُسِيبَتَنَا فِي دِينِنَا Allah, don't allow the musibah to come in our deen. 
wala taj'alid dunya akbar hammina wala mablagha ilmina illa don't let dunya become the peak of our knowledge all our understanding our uh, knowledge our expertise and everything just stops in dunya deen we have no idea what's going on what we supposed to do how we should be doing it what's the better way of doing it we've refined everything in terms of dunya and we are honing those skills further and further but how to perfect that salah we didn't try how to improve the tilawat of the Quran Sharif we didn't try how to better our amal that didn't bother us Allah don't let this dunya become the peak of our knowledge don't let it become the peak of our concern and the pinnacle of our knowledge all our concern only about dunya my concern about my cover, what's going to happen to me there? Suddenly that could be my abode. How sudden? I don't know. Tonight, before tonight, tomorrow night, before that, Allah knows. I have no idea. Suddenly if that moment comes, how going to fade in the cover? What answers I'm going to give when those questions are going to be asked to me? What is my condition on the day of Qiyamah? What is the quality of my Salah? What is inside my heart? How much is my heart connected to Allah? That's concern. That concern comes, it starts driving a person. Say Allah, don't let my concern just finish off with dunya. Is this matching with that? And is that now to be upgraded? And this to be updated? And everything concerning dunya. Allah isn't prohibited, prohibited us from the halal. Na'mat Allah is provided. But that's not where the concern stops. That's to the extent of some need. وَلَا تَجْعَلِ dunya أَكْبَرَ hamina. وَلَا مَبْلَغَ عِلْمِنَا وَلَا تُسَلِّدْ عَلَيْنَا مَنْ لَا يَخَافُكَ فِينَا وَلَا يَرْحَمُنَا Don't put upon us such people who will not fear you and who will not have any mercy and compassion upon us. So this too is part of this dua. Allah Ta'ala protect us from all kind of zulm and calamities. There are so many deep lessons that were given in this. This is what we have to focus on. That we become conscious of Allah Ta'ala turn to Allah Ta'ala Connect ourselves with Allah Taala. Use these ni'mas of Allah Taala to gain His ma'rifat. Get closer to Allah Taala all the time. When this ma'rifat, this muhabbat of Allah comes, then this will not get affected. If things are just happening by routine, Allah forbid some gust of wind of some sort comes, some fitna comes, can just blow a person away. When that muhabbat of Allah is deep down in the heart, that will anchor a person. Because that connection to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give all of us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam. Allah <laughs> 
all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you fulfill each one's dire needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant every khair and barakat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all the good that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, begged for, Allah, grant us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sought refuge from, Allah, you protect us as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad, Sallallahu عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله